We reflect on the lives of Jalen Ferguson and Tony Saragusa next year on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And we've returned here with another episode of Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. Of course, we're here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Ravens your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with Julie from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports. Listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked On at checkout. We've returned here for a Thursday episode and one that will be a, a heavy one, a tough one today as the Ravens suffered two tragedies on Wednesday with the passings of Jalen Ferguson and Tony Saragusa. Jalen Ferguson, just 26 years old. Tony Saragusa at 55. Just a, a heartbreaking day overall. And today I really wanted to just focus on reflecting and celebrating on the lives of those two men based off of what they did off the field, who they were as people, because there is so much to reflect on and so much to celebrate. So in the first segment, we'll talk about Jalen Ferguson. In the second segment, we'll talk about Tony Siragusa. And then in the final segment, we'll dive into the Ravens culture and how important that is at a time like this and just also dive into just everything relating to these things. So again, this will be a, a tough episode here today. I appreciate if you are here listening with me today and just here celebrating these two men. So I do want to just dive into the content here, not necessarily spend a ton, ton of time on intros or plugging. If you're here with us on YouTube, thank you. If you're here with us in audio form, thank you. You can subscribe, follow along. But let's dive right in here and talk about Jalen Ferguson. Of course, the news coming out early Wednesday morning that Ferguson had passed away and just, it was heartbreaking. It was shocking. I literally am still right now at a loss for words. And my job is to talk, it's, it's to talk about this team, to talk in front of a camera for, for 30 minutes, however long it is. And it's it's tough right now. I don't really know what, what to say, but what I do know is I want to celebrate the life of Jalen Ferguson and who he was as a person, because as we saw throughout the entire day yesterday, continuing in to today, the outpouring of love and support and memories that teammates, coaches, loved ones, fans, whoever shared about Jalen Ferguson, the person, it, that was a heartwarming thing to see. Because I know with athletes, they can be very generalized into, oh, well, they just play sports. They just put on the helmet and they go out there and play and that's it. These people are, are humans. They're people just like you and just like me. They have lives. They have loved ones. They, they have hobbies. And for Jalen Ferguson, he was someone who, again, the Ravens said in their statement, things like an infectious personality, big smile. And a lot of his teammates echoed those same sentiments. I'll read some of the statements out that some of the coaches and, and players put out. But something that strikes me, Ferguson, obviously a third-round pick of the team in 2019, his draft experience was a little bit different and in a way that just speaks to his character and who he was. There was a tornado that ended up hitting, and he like couldn't get in contact with people, and there was questions about will teams be able to call him and actually get him on the phone when they're ready to draft him. But during his draft weekend, which again was a celebration of his accomplishments in college and his big moment getting to the NFL – 
he ends up going outside and, and I'll read the quotes here. He did an interview with Newstar and he said that he got up early Thursday morning, all the noise and the wind. And he started, he said it started like at least at midnight that Wednesday. And then he came outside that morning and saw that they were blessed enough to not be touched, but a couple of people around him weren't. So he said, quote, I put on my boots and got ready. I know the draft did today, but at the same time, somebody lost their home. Somebody lost their power. A couple of people lost their lives. All I could do is keep on pushing. And again, just wow. I read that quote and it just perfectly emulated what type of a person Jalen Ferguson was caring, kind, considerate. And I personally, I never, I never met Jalen Ferguson. I never had the honor to talk to, to Jalen Ferguson, but Again, based off of everything that people have said about him, who did know him, who were close to him, that that interaction, the ability for him to go out there and, and help when he knew that his help was needed, it's it's incredible. And he said that he said, quote, I spent that morning pulling trees across the road, moving branches, helping everybody out down the road, just trying to help as many people as we can. We gave our out packets of water. We bought some pizza for everybody, just trying to do little things to lift people's spirits. We're football players. We care. And it's the little things that matter. And it absolutely is. And it really spoke to again the person that he was because of all these these memories that his teammates put out there and everything that kind of goes into Jalen Ferguson the person Jalen Ferguson the football player right now is the last thing that matters at this point right again the whole athlete thing again Jalen Ferguson was a person Jalen Ferguson had a life outside of football it's that life outside of football that personality that energy the positivity that he brought it really shows that the Ravens made the right decision in terms of trusting his character because he made such an impact in that locker room with his teammates. I will read a couple of things now that some of his teammates and coaches had to say. John Harbaugh saying, quote, Jalen was a good hearted, gentle person who loved his family and his team. It was a joy to talk to in everything to be around every day. You always wanted to see and talk to Ferg. Our prayers and our help go to his family. Our hearts are with his spirit. Rest in peace, Jalen. And then Tyus Bowser talked a bit about how when they first came into the league, they went through some of the same struggles in terms of making a name for themselves, and they helped each other grow as players and build. And he said that his positive energy, encouragement, his belief in himself and in Bowser himself made him mold into the player that he is and the man that he is today and that he will be missed but never forgotten. And that's exactly it. You know, Jalen Ferguson might be gone now, but he will never be forgotten. He's a player that, again, 26 years old, far, far too young. It's a tragedy. He leaves behind his college sweetheart and three very young children, the ages of four, three, and one. So it was very apparent that Jalen Ferguson cared so much about his life outside of football. That included his kids. There were so many images and pictures shared of him yesterday of just him being a father and being a great father for his children. And that's something that again will live on forever. The ability for him to go out of his way to be that amazing father figure for his children and all those heartwarming pictures, they are heartbreaking in a sense, but it's heartwarming to know that he had those memories and had those moments with his children. And again, my prayers go out to his loved ones and, and his children, obviously, and obviously the Ravens organization, the teammates and everybody. But again, this is a player that made an impact for a lot of people, not because he was a player, you know, because he was a person, because he was able to bring that positive energy all across the board. 
and be someone to honestly look up to in that sense. Clayus Campbell saying, quote, Jalen was a great young man to be around. He usually had a big smile on his face and would lighten up the room with a joke. He was just a great, fun guy. He will be missed. Tony Jefferson saying, Jay Ferg had the most genuine energy I'd ever been around before he left after minicamp in the locker room. He expressed how he's ready to have a big year, and I believe it was going to be his best season as a Raven, he'll be watching over us. I know it. He'll bring the team closer from the mark that he left. We love you, Ferg, dog. And, yeah, this was an opportunity for Jalen Ferguson on the football field to go out there and make a name for himself. And he he worked hard. Again, he was a hard worker, and he showed up to camp very lean. And, and the thing that's lost in this, I think, a little bit is the fact that minicamp just ended. Like, these guys were just with Jalen Ferguson, just joking around, and, and that's another big tragedy part of this is the fact that I know Patrick Queen tweeted out that he would Ferguson was the last person that he talked to before leaving the building. And now that will that will be that for him, you know, Ferguson's last interaction with Patrick Queen. And, and it's something to kind of keep in mind because this is a team now that has to go through this tragedy. And I think we'll be playing for Jalen Ferguson, not just this season, you know, for, for the rest of their careers. I mean, this is a, this is a situation that's extremely heartbreaking and I think that the Ravens should absolutely you know pay tribute to Jalen Ferguson I'm sure they will you know maybe with a, with a patch or something on the field but this is a player that again an impact the, the impact that he had it's very understated because with everything that has come out about him from former teammates from current teammates it, it wasn't even the Ravens who were on the team at this moment you know it's it's all the old teammates Mark Ingram Tavon Young Marquise Brown so many and something that Ronnie Stanley said in his statement, he said, quote, Jalen had a pure heart. He wanted to be a great player, but never tried to downplay his teammates to get there. I'll go against them in practice. He would always tell me when I was doing a good job, even when it meant it was against himself. He was always with a smile and had an eagerness to learn. He wanted to be a, he wanted to be better for himself and his kids. He was so excited every time he had a new kid who was about to be born. He always talked about them and how he plays for them. And again, just it just. The person, Jalen Ferguson, the person is what I want to focus on here because there, there's so much that goes into everything, whether you are an athlete, whether you're not an athlete. I, I there, there was a lot of, of tragedy that happened throughout this offseason. You know, Dwayne Haskins, Jeff Gladney, you can even talk about Marion Barber, some former players as well. And we'll talk about Tony Saragusa in the second segment. But when Dwayne Haskins passed away, there was a lot of talk about not the person he was, but about the football player he was first. And I felt that, again, that was pretty insensitive. And, and there were tweets about him just, you know, oh, he wasn't a, he didn't play well. And that's, you know, it's not about that right now. And honestly, for Jalen Ferguson, he was somebody who was, again, a hard worker and someone who was able to come in every day and make an impact and be able to leave his mark on not only the Ravens organization, but on life. He, he left an impact on life, on the people he loved, on the people he knew, even on the people he didn't know. Jalen Ferguson, again, that draft story is one that's just amazing. And all these statements that are coming out, the tweets, all, all the reflection on his life is something I did want to talk about. It's very important, even though it's a very heavy topic, a very sad topic. It's something that does need to be talked about in celebrating the life of Jalen Ferguson and what he left behind as a person, Jalen Ferguson, the person was a very, very good one. And someone who I personally, his personality, his infectious confidence and his enthusiasm is something I look up to. And honestly, 
I think that for Jalen Ferguson, he will be remembered forever. And he's someone who a lot of people will look up to for a very long time. But we'll head into our first break here on Locked on Ravens. Still a ton to dive into. We'll talk about Tony Saragusa next, celebrating his life and reflecting on what he brought as a person. So be sure to stay tuned. Still a ton to talk about here on Locked on Ravens. First, though, I do want to tell you a bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need while you're from pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. Ends wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand the warehouse happens to carry believe you have to access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family business and their prices are very, very low for every customer. So go explore the easy news website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See other parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on. And there, how'd you hear about us? Back so they know we sent you. Amazing selection of live below prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com we're back here our second segment of this thursday edition of locked on ravens kevin Ostriker, your host still here with you we talked about and reflected on the life of jalen ferguson in the first segment now we're going to reflect and celebrate the life of tony saragusa a ravens legend somebody who again gone too young at 55 years old according to aaron wilson died in his sleep. And again, the, the details surrounding these deaths, not, not known at this point. So there's not really a lot to get into in, in terms of that. But Saragusa was someone who you, you think of him, first of all, very big guy with a very big personality. And, and that's what he's leaving behind here. Someone who, again, was one of those, one of the first veterans to come over to Baltimore when the team moved in 96. He started his Ravens career in, in 97, won the Super Bowl with the team in the 2000 season. And again, guys like Rod Woodson, Shannon Sharp, some of those veterans, the first come in, they set the tone. And when talking about Saragusa and his big bu- bubbly personality, there are all the all the videos of you know the hard knocks with Shannon Sharp, the I want my restitution video, which you know get, gives a lot of people laughs, and and that's what he's leaving behind a, a lot of laughs. He also used his personality to become a Fox analyst for a couple of years, a sideline analyst. So he was a very talented person in, in multiple aspects, but. Was it was a caring person as well? I know Lacey DeCosta shared a story about how during the Super Bowl parade, she was in charge of getting the players in the Hummer. And Tony Saragusa, she, she he said she said that he, she was glad that Saragusa didn't listen to her that day because she he was about it was about the fans, about his daughter that day. And she shared a beautiful picture of Saragusa and his daughter walking and celebrating that Super Bowl championship. And again, he's someone who was was really just never afraid to be himself. And I know he talked a bit about with Howard Stern, the fact that his father died actually in his arms of, of a heart issue. And he talked about how after that moment, he, he was in college at the time. And at that moment, he just decided to have that, you know, make every day the best day mentality. You know, he said that when he dies, he put a smile on his face. That, that's what he said. And he, he lived that to the fullest. He lived that life to the fullest with somebody who was a jokester, someone who you could go to for a laugh, but also was a very serious guy in aspects too, was a bully on the football field. And I know there are a ton of memories. I know the AFC championship game in Oakland, that's one that people remember a lot for him and just hit his mean streak on the field, but it, it turned into a very gentle personality off the field, but also someone who, again, he was very serious and, and a very, very funny guy overall. So I think that the laughs that he has left behind and will continue to provide throughout the videos that he has, the pictures that he has, all, all the people sharing those videos, sharing those pictures, tribute videos, it was all very touching. I know a lot of people, again, just like Jalen Ferguson, were impacted by this death, a tragedy here, where you look at the statements released by some of the his former teammates, his former coaches. Stephen Renee Bishotti said, 
that they were stunned and heartbroken to know this passing. And he was a special person and one of the most popular players in Ravens history, which is absolutely true. And he was a larger than life personality, made an enormous impact on the organization and throughout the Baltimore community. You have Ozzie Newsome saying that Goose was quite a character, but he was one of our leaders on the 2000 Super Bowl team, probably one of the best run stoppers to play on our defense over the years. And that his heart breaks. Brian Billick saying there was no one like Goose, a warrior on the field, and a team unifier with a giving, generous heart who helped teammates in the community more than most people know. Marvin Lewis saying, when Tony is a friend and a teammate, you needed no other. He played and lived life to the fullest. He always reminded me to have fun and that it is a very sad day. Sam Adams saying it was an honor and a privilege to line up next to Tony Saragusa. He made the game fun and was a true competitor. Jamal Lewis saying, Goose was one of the most humble and funniest guys that he knew, and he was never bothered and enjoyed life. And also Matt Stover talking about that he started to lose such a great teammate and a friend. And Rod Woodson saying Tony was always a life of the party. I know he loved his family and his friends. So again, just all these different things, all these different stories from his teammates and his coaches. And obviously someone who cared so much. Tony Saragusa, the person caring so much about his loved ones. And again, what I talked about a bit in the first segment, athletes can be very generalized, put into the category of, oh, well, you know, he was this dominant run stuffer and that, you know, that's what I remember him for. But I'm going to remember Tony Saragusa, not just for his on-field production, right? It's it's off the field that matters here. Tony Saragusa, the football player, comes last here. Tony Saragusa, the person, is what matters in someone who, again, I think helped Helped his teammates gain confidence. You know, as a veteran guy coming in, there were a lot of young players on those old Ravens teams that the first couple years when the Ravens didn't move to Baltimore. He set a tone, he set a precedent, but it didn't only help them on the field. It helped them in life. And you can see that Saragusa was in Baltimore for the celebration of the Ravens 2000 Super Bowl season. I know ESPN is filming that 30 for 30 documentary. And they celebrated that and there are videos there of him, you know, cracking jokes and laughing and being with his teammates. And those are the memories you love to see of him living life to his fullest and being able to give back. It was something that he did being able to be a positive influence for so many people and being someone that people are going to remember again, forever. Jalen Ferguson, Tony Saragusa, two men, they're going to be remembered forever, not just within Raven circles, you know, within NFL communities, within just people who are fans of the game of football, people who aren't fans of the game of football, because them as people made impacts. And that's what matters. Them as the people, Jalen Ferguson, the person, Tony Saragusa, the person. And I know there are so many other stories, but again, the outpouring of support, the outpouring of grief and of of everything else that we saw on social media yesterday from teammates, you know, Ray Lewis and Peter Bulware and all of his former teammates chiming in. And it, it went beyond that. All of Raven, Ravens fans, Ravens media members, teammates, coaches, every staff members, everybody kind of combining. And I guess almost like flocking together in a sense to, to celebrate these two amazing individuals lives. It's something that was in a very tragic, sad, heartbreaking day that was a heartwarming thing to see all the support that was shown for those two men because of not their play on the football field, because of who they were as people, what they left behind in both lives where you had positivity, guys who were able to uplift spirits, big smiles, big personalities. It's all things that they're going to be remembered for forever. It will leave a lasting impact on so many people. Again, I, I never had the honor of talking to Tony Saragusa or, or knowing Tony Saragusa, but a lot of people did. And those people who did know him and even the people who didn't know him, like myself, they, they take a lot away from what Tony Saragusa left, you know? And it's something that, again, I will never forget. And again, words can be kind of hard with these types of things. You kind of 
go on multiple trains of thought, but I did want to celebrate those two men's lives here today, reflect on what they brought to the table, who they were as people, because that is what matters at the end of the day. The Ravens, the NFL community, the world, the world lost two phenomenal people in Jalen Ferguson and Tony Saragusa. And again, my, my thoughts and my prayers are with the loved ones, with the teammates, with the coaches, with anybody who was impacted and affected by this, which I know many people listening today were affected and impacted by these two tragic losses. So if you have any memories you'd like to share of Jalen Ferguson or Tony Saragusa, I'd be more than willing, more than happy to hear them, whether you want to, you know, talk to me on Twitter or put them down in the comments below on YouTube. This is a celebration of what they were able to to be as people. And I think that's a very important thing, especially in a, in a very dark time, a very heavy time here for a lot of people. So Jalen Ferguson, Tony Saragusa, two people who will never be forgotten in many different ways forever in this life. We'll head into our final break here on Locked on Ravens. Still a ton to talk about. We'll dive into the Ravens culture and just how important that is at a time like this. Also answer a couple mailbag questions around at the show. So be sure to stay tuned. Still a ton to talk about on Locked on Ravens. First though, I do want to tell you a bit about Built Bar and from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. And you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Built now has a coconut brownie chunk Puffs treat. And that's right. Coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor is a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. All built bars are made with protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. And you can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And of course, the built puffs taste amazing. You can enjoy them guilt free. And they're actually good for you as well because they are the perfect treat when you've got a craving. The deliciously coconut-rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. You can stop fantasizing and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked on Ravens here on Thursday. Kevin Ostriker, your host, still here with you. And in a time like this, a tragic time, it's important to kind of reflect on how the organization has set themselves up in this instance to be able to deal with a tragedy like this, multiple tragedies like this, and the support system that they have, the bonds that these players have with the coaches and with the staff. I mean, at a time like this, it's important to lean on anyone you can to be able to get through something like this. It takes a while. You know, this is something that isn't just going to go away tomorrow. These these feelings, the, the, the impact it'll be lingering for a very long time. And again, a reason why I do believe the Ravens will play this season for Jalen Ferguson, for Tony Saragusa, and in honor of them in ways that I think will be very touching. But the Ravens have valued their culture for a very long time. And they do a very good job of assessing character, not only talent, but the character part, which is very important to them. They have, they have shown that character is one of the most important aspects of what they do. And it shows within the culture of their team, both on and off the field, high character guys on the field, high character guys off the field. And the off field part of it is, you know, it impacts success on the field. Sure. But, but off of the field, it creates lifetime friendships, lifetime bonds. And those bonds I think are as important as ever right now to be able to kind of unite and be together and, and mourn together, grieve together in these certain situations. But I think the Ravens culture and what they have built over the years, especially recently, I mean, it's very important. I think, again, someone like a Jalen Ferguson's character speaks to just how how highly they value it. And it's very important in that way because now you, you know that 
the Ravens will do everything they can to not only support the families of Jalen Ferguson and Tony Saragusa, which is so important, but to support their players, support their coaches, and make sure that everyone is okay in dealing with this in a way that they can. And I know it's, it's different for everybody, right? I know on Twitter, people, you know, they were dealing with it in different ways, posting pictures, posting videos, you know, tributes and whatnot. Everybody handles it differently. And I think that it's important for the organization that has such a strong culture here to help people through this, which I 100% am confident that they will. And it's it's an impactful thing. It's a tragedy. It's so these two these two deaths happening so close to each other. The announcements. I mean, it really just felt like so, it wasn't real. It's still like today. It doesn't feel like it's real. Still, I can feel. You know, people say heavy heart. Like I can feel it. I can feel my heart heavy right now. And it, it's a feeling that. Is, is not a good, it's not good. It's something that, again, we'll, we'll reflect on this for a very long time and we'll have this in our minds for a very long time, but for the loved ones, for the families, for the teammates, for the coaches, the Ravens have established, I think, a place that is very safe, that is very welcoming, very, a very open arms place. And that's very important in my eyes because with what they have built for, again, you, you never want to have situations like this. Never, ever. I mean, two men lost their lives. You know, two men who made such a positive impact as people. But I think that now what the Ravens have here with with their culture, it will help a lot of people through this difficult time, which is, it is such a very difficult time here. So, again, you, the, word, the words, they come and go. You know, sometimes you just, you have to kind of think your way through it and kind of deal with it in whatever way you deal with it. But there is a lot to celebrate, a, a lot to to learn from those two men and what they left. So again, the Ravens culture is something that I I think will help a lot of people right now in, in this instance. This has helped a lot of people throughout the course of their franchise history with many, many different things off of the field. So again, the Ravens organization with culture is something that I think is going to be very big for, for these, you know, however long it is. It's, it's going to be a long time. So again, Jalen Ferguson, Tony Saragusa, two amazing people, people who will never be forgotten. We'll answer a couple of mailbag questions here to round out the show, just a, a few of them. And one from Ophie DeFoy says, Hi, Kevin. Last season, Villanueva was not a match, which other players did play good football on their previous franchise and not good with the Ravens. Thanks for the show and have a nice day. You have a nice day as well. And, you know, uh, recently, I'll, I'll go recently. I think some of the wide receivers, like Jeremy Macklin, I know Michael Crabtree was somebody who was brought over and, and high expectations, right? The Ravens are a team that never really had, like, a, a lot of success with veteran wide receivers. We, there was some, obviously Derek Mason, Steve Smith, and Quan Bolden that they've been trying for a little bit now to bring in a star number one guy and develop that guy. But some of the free agents they have brought in didn't really live up to those expectations. So Jeremy Macklin, Michael Crabtree, a couple of those players who I think people were very excited about, but didn't, didn't really pan out that way. So I, there, there are others as well, but I'll, I'll kind of focus on the wide receiver position for now. And then Didi Segal asked, should we read into the fact that Prochet and Bateman spoke to the media and not Wallace? I don't think so. Honestly, I think, I mean, a lot of this just has to do with guys who they want to put in front of the podium. I, they will probably get a chance. A lot of these players will probably get a chance to speak to the media at some point. I mean, Bateman and Prochet, I think, I'm not positive but i think they were scheduled to speak separately then they both actually came out and spoke at the same time so it's not i don't think it's a chemistry issue or anything i just think that he just wasn't on the docket for for ota or for mini camp and that's what it is those guys are all very tight-knit they've they've said that and from an organizational perspective i, I don't think it means anything there i i don't think that tylen wallace is in any danger of 
you know, missing out on a roster spot. He is going to be a very important part of that offense. And we'll, we'll dive into that throughout the rest of the off season. But yeah, I don't think that there's any, any big, big thing to read into with the fact that just per and Bateman spoke and it wasn't Wallace. I mean, Devin Duvernay wasn't there either. So I know he, he spoke to the media uh, himself, but you know, it wasn't like they had the, the group of four wideouts talking together, which maybe that might be fun to do one day they could, they could maybe do that, but I think, no, I'm not necessarily putting any stock into the fact that that James Roche and Rashad Bateman ended up speaking and that Wallace wasn't. I, I have high expectations for Tylen Wallace. I have high expectations for all those guys, especially if the Ravens don't bring in a veteran. So, yeah, I, I think that what the, the whole the whole media availability thing, it's not something that I take super seriously in terms of like who's speaking and who's not there. There are some instances where it is like there may be last minute cancellations and last last minute people coming in and speaking for somebody else. But, you know, just because one player doesn't speak one day or throughout an entire couple of days doesn't mean that anything is necessarily wrong. I mean, I'm sure there have been some instances of that happening, but I'm not reading into that. The wide receiver position is one I know that we have talked about for a pretty long time on this show, especially after the trade of Marquise Brown. But again, something where I just feel like at the end of the day, they, if the Ravens do sign a veteran, like that's my preferred route. But if they don't, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not saying that that everything is doomed. I think that the Ravens still have a quality wide receiver group. They have players, you know, that that are hungry. They're ready to go out there. So I think we will eventually hear from Tylen Wallace again. I'm I don't know that for a certain fact, but I'm sure we will at some point, and we'll be able to hear what he had to say, what he, what he's done over the off season, and, and everything that he has to say about you know, just, just his time and his, his new role, which I think will be a big one. He had two catches last season. So I think he's in line for a much bigger role this year, but that's all I have for you here today on locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. When we get back to them, I'll be rounding out the week here with more Ravens content. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I will see you here tomorrow.